we adore you. We worship you. We magnify your name. Be exalted this morning. Be thou glorified. Be thou worshipped. Be thou praised. Thank you for the opportunity and the privilege you have given to come into your presence. Lord, as you go into your word this morning, I ask that you will speak darkness expressly to our lives. Have your way, glorify your in the name of Jesus. We worship your mighty Father for what you are going to do this morning. Be exalted in Jesus' mighty name. We are prayed. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles very quickly to the book of Joshua, chapter number 1, and verse 25. And we are also going to read Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and verse 7. Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and verse 7. Amen. Joshua. Chapter 21 and verse 25. Yes, somebody let me read it if you have it. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me read chapter 62. Verse 6 and verse 7. I have set watchmen upon thy wall, O Jerusalem. We shall never hold their peace. They that make mention of the Lord. Keep not silence. And give him no rest as established until he has made Jerusalem a place. This morning I'm speaking on the subject enforcing your prophetic prayer. You are on a prophetic journey. And that journey is from season to season. From year to year. From month to month. From week to week. Hallelujah. And it is God's will that everything that he has said concerning your life it is his will that they come to pass in verse 45 of Joshua 21 the Bible says that not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel all 
came to pass. So look me. It is put to come to the end of the year. And you know that God won't concern you. And you can see as a matter of fact that all came to pass. Hallelujah. Not one word failed. Every jot, every comma, every full stop in the word that God spoke to the children of Israel, every one of them found practical fulfillment. Hallelujah. But listen to me, the word must be fulfilled. The Bible says in that book of Isaiah where we read, it says you must not give God rest until he makes your life a praise and until your destiny is established. Hallelujah. So meaning that every prophetic destiny, listen, is enforceable when we choose to enforce it. It is realizable. It is accomplishable. If we want to make it a reality. Hallelujah. So listen to me. You have a prophetic destiny of sure glory this year. According to Isaiah 44 verse 23, the last part of it, for the Lord Jacob, he has glorified himself in Israel. That's the word of the Lord for us this year. Hallelujah. And the Bible says in Isaiah 65, sorry, 62 verse 6 and 7, he said, give God no rest until he has established Jerusalem, listen to me, and until he has made him a praise on the earth. So listen to me, the short glory that God has, has ordained that be made manifest in your life, God is saying, you have got to be restless about it. Except if you don't take that prophetic destiny to be solid enough that requires your attention. Let me show you the reason why you must not be silent. Let me show you the reason why you need to be restless until that strong glory is released upon your life before this year is over. Amen? In other words, until my life is totally glorified, totally dignified, this year, I'm going to be restless about it. Amen? I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm not going to
to give God rest about it. Amen. Maybe by way of, of a reminder, let me just remind you, alright, your prophetic destination or destiny for 2020. We have several more days to go this year. And it doesn't take God forever to do what he has promised you. All came to pass for the children of Israel. All can come to pass even for you. Amen. Amen. So number one, you have a prophetic destiny of distinction, of stardom. Hallelujah. Amen. Number two, you have a prophetic destiny of ever increasing glory. Where you go from, from strength to strength and from glory to glory. In other words, you are not meant to live in the glory of yesterday, today. In other words, your yesterday is actually not meant to be better than your today. It's ever increasing glory. That is God's that's God's prophetic destiny for your life. Number three is a prophetic destiny of royalty and dignity. Where you walk with your head high. Not bowed down by circumstances and situations. Where you celebrate like a king. Where you are celebrated wherever you go because of the goodness of the Lord that is being made manifest in your life. Number four is a prophetic destiny of prosperity and fruitfulness. We are the work of your hands. Answer to the efforts of your life. Hallelujah. That is your prophetic destiny. It is not a, it's not a prophetic destiny of you waking up one morning and you are wondering, um, how is today going to be like? How will I survive today? It's not a prophetic destiny where you are living and perpetually you are on survivor mode. You know what it means to be on survivor mode? When you live there today, not sure of how the next day is going to be like. Why? Because the provision that you got, that you got today, you finished it now. And there's nothing reserved for tomorrow. For you to fall back on tomorrow. Such a person lives a life of worry and anxiety because nothing is sure. 
such a person lives a life of, of apart from being survival mode, the, the person is always on, on an emergency. But God's prophetic destiny for your life is a prophetic destiny of prosperity and fruitfulness. God's prophetic destiny, number five, for you this year, is a prophetic destiny of celebration. Where your life is always glorifying the name of God. Where you always have something to celebrate where you always have something new that God is doing in your life. L listen to me. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, that the faithfulness and the mercy of God are what? Are new every morning. They're new every morning. Hallelujah. They are new every morning. How do you know that they are new every morning? You see them manifest in your life every morning of every day. Hallelujah. So meaning that you have something to celebrate. You have something to rejoice for. You have something to live for on daily basis. Because God's faithfulness and mercy in your life, they are new every morning but listen to me God's plan God's prophetic destiny for your life is not realizable without God if it is God that has spoken listen to your life to you that you will do something in your life you need God in order to get it done you can't do it by your own power And that's why the Bible says in that Isaiah 62, verse 6 and 7, he said, don't give him rest. Until he has done all that he has spoken concerning you, until your destiny is established, and until you are made a praise. You are meant to be an object of praise. An object of praise. Hallelujah. An object of praise. That your mother will look at you and she will praise God for you. Amen. That your father will look at you and praise God for you. Hallelujah. That the community where you live, they will look at you and they will, they will bless the name of the Lord God for your life. Until Jerusalem is made a praise. Until Tunde Daniels is made a praise. I don't know about you. You are going to end up a praise before this year is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. I think you are going to end up a praise before this year is over. In the name of Jesus Christ. But you need not to give God rest. Meaning that you need not be silent and you need not rest. We'll come to that in fuller detail as we proceed this morning. I said, you need God to fulfill your God-given prophetic destiny. If he has spoken it, his hand also will do it. 
Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 and verse 12 for I know the thoughts that I think towards you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope then hello then many of us we don't read that part alright I know the thought, one version says, I, I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord. Amen. That's a prophetic plan. That's a prophetic destiny. Alright? A colorful one, a glorious one for that matter. Alright? He said, but then, if it's going to come to pass, what will happen? You shall go and do what? And pray unto me, yes? You shall call upon me. Yes. And I will listen to you. And I what? I will hearken unto you, yes? And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So God plan for your life doesn't just come to pass without God. Without you seeking Him. He said, then you shall go and you shall seek and you shall call and you shall search for me. Hallelujah. You will pray. So many that listen, until you begin to seek God in prayer, your prophetic destiny has no future. He has no, he has no future fulfillment. No chance of it being fulfilled. Hello, are you there with me? It will take God. God is in a hurry more than you do to make sure that what he has said concerning your life come to pass. But do you know what? You also have to be interested in what God has said. If you are not, it won't work. All you have is desires written on paper. There is no destiny of fulfillment. Hallelujah. So you have got to pray. It says give God no rest. When you are praying, what are you, what, what are you actually doing? Number one, you are reminding God of his promises. Not as if he forgets. Like men do. Because God watches over his word to what? To perform it. So he doesn't really forget. But he he wants you to come and uh, like show him that you are also interested. Alright? By reminding him of what he has said. Very important. Very, very important. Jacob was in that kind of situation. 
There is a very heavy profession upon his life, very heavy one. The prophecy that made Jacob part and parcel of the carrier of the covenant of God to the next generation. Abraham enacted the covenant with God. Isaac continued it. Isaac wanted to hand it over to, to Esau, but God handed it over to Jacob. I'm not talking about the blessing now. I'm talking about the covenant, the, the, the mantle of the covenant. Hello, are you with me? It can be passed from one generation to another generation. Remember the sure message of David that we talked about last Sunday. Meaning that your children's children can, can enjoy the mercy of God that is upon your own land. Your children's children can be a partaker of them and of that mercy. So Isaac wanted to give it to Esau, but God gave it to, to Jacob. Jacob lived his life the best way he knew how. He played all manner of games to make sure that he was blessed. But yet he could not step into his prophetic destiny until he went to God. Hello, is anybody with me this morning? Because at the point that Jacob was asking the Lord to bless him in that book of Genesis, chapter 32, I believe, listen to me. The question is, was he not blessed before? Because he collected the blessing of Esau before. But the fact is this, that wasn't the blessing. That wasn't the mantle. That blessing was made for Esau from Isaac. Jacob also had his own. You know what? With that blessing that he collected from Isaac, he went into slavery in the house of labor for 21 years. Is that a that blessing? And the man changed his wages three times. Is that blessing? Hallelujah. Even though he collected another man's blessing, Listen to me, he could not get his own original mantle that God wanted to give until he went and sought the Lord so that God could bring to pass what he had said concerning his life. The Lord that appeared unto him when he was running from his father's house. That spoke to him that I will not let you go until I have done all that I said concerning you. And are you in? 
And the Bible says he sought the Lord. Listen to me. And, and as he was seeking the Lord, he began to ask God to bless him. He said, I will not let you go. That sounds like Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 and 7. I will not give you rest until you bless me. Hello? Until you bless me. All these things that I have, my hands worked for them. Now I want you to bless me. I want your blessing to start working for me. And working in me. And working through me. No wonder after that encounter, his name was changed from Jacob to Israel. Because now as a prince, you have power with God and with men. And you have prevailed. That was when he stepped into the into the into the into the into the part of his prophetic fulfillment. Now, as a prince, you have power with God and with men, and you are prevailed. That is what the blessing gives you. Power spiritually, power physically. Hello? And it prevail among men. You know what it means to prevail? It means that whatever it is that causes travail in people's lives, you have prevailed against it. You have been empowered to prevail against it. Whatever reduces people's life and destiny to nothing, you have overcome it. To prevail means to overcome. By reason of the blessing, I put you over what many go through in life. You have prevailed. That's what the blessing does. Hallelujah. After that encounter, listen to me. What he has been, the, the fear of repercussion of the blessing of Esau that he stole many years ago, who actually wanted to kill him at that time. He met the same guy. That was the first encounter he had with a human being. After he encountered God, you know what? Instead of Esau coming to him with sword. Esau opened his hand to him in woman's embrace. He began to prevail. I see you beginning to prevail. Come, as I see you beginning to prevail. Come, as I see you beginning to prevail. In the name of Jesus. Do you know why people struggle a lot? They struggle a lot because they are not prevailing. The good thing is not working the way you should work. If by the way you work this year, the way you have been going out, all of the outings answer, then uh, what we are talking is not what we are talking about. No, we can't talk about what we are talking already. I, I don't know if you get that. That is to say, all of the efforts applied. 
start the way you expect. Hello, are you hearing? Ah. Oh, we won't be talking now. We won't be here now. Your life will have changed. This church will have changed. Everything around everywhere, everybody that is around you will have been affected, impacted. And that, that goes for everybody that's sitting, listening to the sound of my voice. If all that were attempted, you have prevailed. Meaning that, listen to me, listen to me. All the things that God has said, that you are walking in the reality and the consciousness of them, they will answer the way you want them to answer. And the good news is this. Before this year is over, those things will answer. Amen. I said those things will answer. Amen. Do you know what? I realize that many efforts can fail, but one effort can answer and recover you from all the other things. Did you hear what I said? All many efforts might fail, but one that will answer can recover you from all the ones that didn't answer. Just one. Just one. Alright? Just one. And that just one shall happen before the year is over. Amen. So Jacob sought the Lord. I will not let you go except you bless me. I will not give you rest except you bless me. Except, except you establish me. Except you make me a praise on the earth. Listen to me. Jabez, pray the same prayer. In the book of First Chronicles, chapter 4. He prayed the same prayer. Verse 9 and 10. He was a honorable man. But he lived a miserable life. A honorable man that is living a miserable life. Very contrary to his prophecy. Very contrary. And you know what? That is what the devil wants for most people's life. God has promised you a life of ever increasing glory. And, and you'll be wondering, why, is, why am I living a life of ever, ever, ever increasing shame? Hello, is anybody with me? Why? It's supposed to be a life of ever increasing glory. Why this one? Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jabez cried unto God and God had him and answered and changed his life story. This morning, as you go into prayer, the Lord will hear you. He will answer you. He will turn your story around. In the 